Hello and welcome to episode 52 of Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman, personal organization expert from Balagan Begone Personal Organization. And it is after Pesach, hooray. Um, and I wanted to just let everybody know that over the next few weeks, I might be changing the format of the show. Not I might. I'm definitely going to be um, changing the format of the broadcast a little bit. Um, Basically, I want to focus on themes of each episode, so I still want you to call in and leave me your questions, but I'm uh, definitely going to try to arrange all the questions, um, you know, with different show topics instead of just taking like random questions all all the time. Um, so I still want you to call in and leave your messages, and I love hearing them, and if you just want to like leave me a message, Stom, because that's great too, if you just want to tell me your updates and tell me how, uh, you know, things are going or how successful you've been, or even if where you're struggling, that's okay too. Uh, but you know, I really want to, uh, sort of, you know, organize it a little bit better. <laughs> Makes sense, right? So, um, okay. I want to tell you all about my Pesach. I don't want anyone to get jealous. I know you might, but Thank God, before Pesach, Erev Pesach, I took a two-hour nap. Not only me, my husband, my children, they only slept for an hour, but everybody had to go into their room without anything, anything, all by themselves, and lay down for an hour before uh, Yom Tov. And it was like the greatest thing <laughs> feeling. I woke up, I was totally refreshed. I got to the Seder. I was totally relaxed and calm. Uh, I had a few people who were being our guests that night who offered to come and help cook. They came in the morning. We cooked. I did a little cooking on Thursday. I did my shopping on Wednesday. It was so nice and relaxing. And I just was like, wow, this is awesome. And then you know, we had a great Pesach and it was relaxing and calm. And um, ironically, my husband said to me, you bought so much food this year. And I'm like, no, I bought the same stuff as I bought last year. And he's like, why do we have so much extra? And specifically chocolate spread in Israel, chocolate spread is a super common, uh, food for kids, um, to put on their sandwiches. And as a special treat, I buy it on Pesach. It's the only time of the year I buy it. And my husband said to my kids, like, why didn't you eat more chocolate spread? And they're like, no, we just had a little bit. We're saving it so it lasts throughout the year because <laughs> we don't get it otherwise. So they, they were smart. And so he's like, well, next year we're not going to buy as much because, you know, you're not eating it. And they're like, no, you can't do that. So that was our funny little purchasing story. But I, I said to him, Davka, like, I really checked the list and I know there was a few things that I bought in error in one store that I forgot to check off, but they were like small inconsequential things that, you know, I'll use all year round, like coconut flakes. We use those all the time. Um, and then there are a few things that, you know, you can only really buy at Pesach time. Ironically, you can only really buy matzo meal at Pesach time. <laughs> so if you want to make, you know, matzo balls at any time during the year, you're, you know, out of luck because... There's no, uh, it's, or it's hard to find matzo meal during the year. 
So I always buy extra at Pesach and, you know, store it in an airtight container because I know that I can't find it when I want to make uh, matzah balls again, like before Rosh Hashanah. So yeah, so that's like, you know, something that I know and I account for. I also buy extra grape juice because it goes on sale before Pesach. So um, I usually um, portion it out so that I have enough to last me again till Rosh Hashanah till it goes on sale. And we have like a cool cellar where all the bottles go. I'm not really, I'm not a hoarder. I know it sounds sort of like I am a hoarder, but I do like I plan it out. I know how many bottles I need from now until then. Maybe some we- sometimes I come up a little bit of short. I usually actually try to plan it from Pesach to Shavuot and then Shavuot to Rosh Hashanah because those are like the sale times for grape juice in Israel. So like I plan it that I know how many bottles I need to get me through so that I'm not buying things when they're not on sale. And I think that that is okay, especially if you have the space to store things, but it's not okay to buy things if you don't have the space to store them. And it's not okay to buy things with no end date in sight, like just in case I might need it. Like I've planned how many weeks I need it. It's like a meal preparation and you know, it's used up and I'm not, I'm not hoarding it. (laughs) If someone would call me and say, Hey, it's an emergency. Do you have a bottle of grape juice? I'll be like, yes, sure. Please take my grape juice. It's okay. Like I wouldn't be holding onto it so tight that I can't let it go. There are some people who are like that. So, um, yeah. And it was just, it was really, it was, it was just so nice. And then I want to say that after Pesach, uh, we went through the the boxes. We only have, we have three like large storage bins. We store the plates and the boxes that they came in. So we have three boxes of those. And then we have another storage bin for wine glasses. Um, and the food processor fits in its own box. So, so like I said, that's like eight boxes of stuff. Um, and they're not huge either. So it's not like such a tircha. But um, we, <laughs> we, my husband and I sat down, we went through all the things that sort of hadn't got packed up and had been sort of left in the box. And we made a decision and we got rid of about 10 or 12 items that we definitely weren't using. And it felt great. And when we packed up the boxes, we actually had purchased three new things for Pesach this year. So when we packed up the boxes, we even had room for those three new bottles that we purchased. Um, uh, previously we had purchased soda stream bottles because we use soda stream and, um, we, they had expired. Like our chametz version had expired. Uh, one year our friend needed some. So she's like, here, I'll let you have them for the week of Pesach and then I'll take them back for you. So we had sort of avoided buying new soda stream bottles before Yom Tov. So, um, we will, you know, use these up first. Uh, I mean, we'll put them, we put them away because we have regular chametz ones that we, you know, didn't want to deal with. In Israel, it's totally okay to kosher plastic. I still feel weird about doing that. So I didn't, we didn't do that. And we have now three soda stream bottles for Pesach and it's really, it's not terrible. Um, one thing that we did that made a cleanup a lot easier was that we did Hagalah on all of our silverware, most of our cooking utensils, and we koshered our glasses by soaking them. So there wasn't so, there's not so much to store because we're using like our regular chamei stuff during Pesach. 
And there's a little bit that we had to swap out because we sort of switched cabinets around a little bit so that you know everything would be in one place and easy to access and we wouldn't reach into a Hamid's cabinet by mistake. But um, all in all, with you know, doing the laundry to put away the special linens that I have for Pesach. I have like a special tablecloth that I love to put on my kitchen table and it like makes me feel like Pesach. And, and it's actually a little too small for my table. So it, I wouldn't have any other time really to use it. I just sort of leave it out on Pesach. Um, and uh, a towel <laughs> for Natila Jedayim that says Pesach on it. So, like, there was nothing else that I really, you know, had to do. And so we did the laundry and, you know, we switched over some of the food. I don't save food from year to year. I don't save my spices. I know that it makes my Pesach budget a little bit um, more expensive when I'm buying new spices. But actually, it sort of gives me, like, a use update and then I... You know, I just don't like to have too much. And I, I'm i going shopping anyways. So what is the big deal if I remember to buy some salt, some onion powder, garlic powder, uh, you know, paprika, and I don't know, whatever else I buy. I have to buy other stuff anyways. So I feel like I've I try to use up all my spices before Pesach, and I start fresh again for Pesach, and I, I just incorporate them throughout the year. I know my mom has, like, black pepper that she's been using for, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm almost 37. It's probably older than me. <laughs> um, and like, I remember, <laughs> I don't think she's ever used it. Actually the black pepper, she probably used up, but the white pepper, she definitely has not used up. And she has like a bunch of other spices that are really, really old. And like, you could tell because the packaging is really like, you know, it looks like it's from the seventies and like, I don't know, you just, you can't, you don't get like a it makes me queasy to look at some of the spices they have no smell anymore they have no taste but like she's like yeah no it's no it's a problem they're fine um you know <laughs> so um I don't like to do that I like to just buy fresh and then you know it's a little couple extra shekels more but to me it's totally worth it so um I, I I have like a little bit of stuff to turn over because I don't know if you remember, but I said that I have two small pantries. So I make one of them for Pesach and I move all the stuff that's not Pesach dick into the chametz cabinet. And um, I, that works for us, but you know, we have to sort of, you know, reorganize it a little bit after Pesach. Sachukol, all in all, it took us, I would say definitely less than two hours. And that was with like, waiting for things to dry so we could put them away. And I think that's a pretty really good turnover rate. I remember when I was a kid, it used to take us a few days to turn back over the, the kitchen. And um, by the way, I just want to say this about the pre-Pesach that I took a nap. Don't think that I didn't have a Seder. It's true that we only had one Seder, but I had 19 people at my Seder. And like, we took a nap because we organized ourselves. We didn't have a million things to clean. I will tell you, I did get cleaning help. Um, I delegated some of the help because I had to work and, you know, I, you know, I'm not ashamed to say that I had someone come and help me clean. And not only did I have someone come and help me clean, but I had my husband help me clean and I had my children help me clean. And you know what? It was a family effort. It all got done with less time. 
in less time with less effort and nobody arrived at the Seder feeling exhausted. We all enjoyed ourselves. We all sang at the Seder. We all felt really, really great and amazing. And you know what? It's because we have less stuff. And that's why cleaning up Pesach took us less than two hours. It's because we have less stuff. There wasn't so much stuff to move around in the kitchen. You know, I don't even, I'm not even totally sure it took us two hours. Um, <laughs> we still managed to declutter some things in that time. And we organized some of the cabinets a little bit. When we were putting back some of the chametz things, we took a look into what we had. And we said, you know, do we need this? Are we using this? And we even got rid of a few things. And so I feel like... It's great to sort of use Pesach as a spring cleaning excuse if you don't have a lot of stuff and you have extra time. It's also okay to use it as a decluttering uh, tool or time when you're moving things or, or putting things away. But that's not really the ultimate goal of cleaning for Pesach. The ultimate goal of cleaning for Pesach is getting rid of your chametz. And so... When we, when it comes down to it, when we have less stuff, it's just easier to clean. It's easier to look in a room and see there's possibly possible chametz here and there's not, or there's not possible chametz here. I can look around my living room right now and see that, you know, maybe my chair needs a good vacuum or my table needs to be wiped down or my sofa needs to be vacuumed. But really, there's not that many places that chametz could be hiding. The furniture is off the floor, so I can get, a, like, it's not um, laid, it's not flush with the floor. So I can get the vacuum cleaner in underneath it and easily vacuum up anything. And just a, a quick, you know, vacuum around my house, not quick, you know, it takes time. It still takes an hour or two to vacuum, but... That's it. Like, I know that it's not, uh, whatever. Also, my kids are a little bit bigger, so they're not hiding chametz the same way they used to do when they were little or, you know, that I would find, like, a handful of Cheerios stuck in the sofa. But as soon as I get the sofas cleaned, the kids know, hey, no more eating in, on the sofa. You can't have any snacks on the sofa. And you know what? It's fine. And honestly... I think even if they did have a snack, it would have been so easy for me to just grab the vacuum with the furniture attachment and just vacuum up the crumbs. It's not, it wasn't, I guess, the end of the world if they did do something. And I, of course, um, I think I've said this before, but Pesach in Israel is like, I don't know, this year it was like 19 days long because of the way... Um, school let out, but <laughs> it's a little bit, even in the 19 days, I'm sure I definitely yelled at my kid, at my kids, but it wasn't because they were eating all over the house or actually it kind of was with the matzah. The matzah is really crummy. My kids always say, um, mommy, Pesach is such a crummy holiday. <laughs> and like, uh, you know, it's a pun obviously. Uh, and it's true, Pesach is sort of crummy when you consider what a mess matzah makes. And actually, I definitely think there was more uh, mess in our house from the matzah than from, you know, pre-Pesach chametz. That was definitely, you know, 
not, not the monster was definitely worse. But I think that like kids, not that they understand so much, but they're, if we teach them to be responsible for the things, they do have an understanding and can, you know, be responsible to a certain extent. Now I'm talking about the difference between some nine-year-olds and an 11-year-old and a three-year-old. So obviously a three-year-old doesn't have the same level of understanding, but you can definitely control where a three-year-old's eating by not giving them access to certain foods. Now I will tell you that um, eating kidney oats instead of chametz was a huge help for us pre-Pesach. So it was so weird because, I mean, it's not uh, so common in America, but for example, rice cakes are kosher for Pesach with supervision if you eat kidney oat. We don't eat kidney oat on Pesach, but Erev Pesach, you can still eat kidney oat. You just can't eat chametz. And it was so weird we were sitting there, I made um, tuna fish. <laughs> I made tuna fish and potato salad for us to eat um, Erev Pesach, you know, because, you know, I can't not give my kids lunch. And I remember uh, when I was growing up, it was always like, have some cottage cheese or, you know, have a string cheese or something like that. And, you know, I never, I wanted to have lunch. And we sat down as a family. It was so amazing. It was just so calm and relaxing and peaceful. I can't even tell you. It was like a, a really a ness, a real miracle. Like we sat down at the table for lunch before we had nap time at one o'clock. Sat down at like 1230 or something. We sat down with some tuna fish and some potato salad that I had made the night before. And my husband made the tuna fish and I opened up a pack of rice cakes and we had it on rice cakes. And it was surreal because it's like, it doesn't feel like Pesach if you're eating rice cakes, right? But it was, it's okay because it's kidney oat. And that made our life so much easier. And because I had switched to snacks that were kidney oat. Um, and so don't forget things here in Israel like bomba or kidney oat, um, Doritos even, which we don't love giving our kids, but you know we can bend the rules a little bit for, for Pesach. Um, but all of those things are kidney oat. And so if I know that basically like once the house is really, once I've done a thorough cleaning on the house, like three or four days before, I, we really stop eating chametz and they're really not being tracked over the house, but no one feels really deprived because we're still eating kidney oat. And even you can cook them in your Pesach things. So that just made things so much easier for us. And it was really the first year that I had really implemented it to such an extreme. And it was so, made it so much easier. And honestly, it was just so nice. I didn't, I didn't feel stressed out. I didn't feel, oh, I didn't feel like my mother, how she used to feel or how I remember her feeling and always being exhausted and falling asleep at the Seder and wanting it to be over already so we could just go to sleep because she was so tired. And it didn't feel like that. And it was nice and I was happy. And I just, I don't know. It was just a really, really, really good Pesach and a really nice hug. I definitely think that having one Seder um, helps with that feeling of relaxation. Um, and also not having two days of Yom Tov at the front end of the Chag um, is also helpful. 
But this year, even in Israel, we basically had eight days of Yom Tov too, just that it was Shabbos, so we could again eat kidneyot if we wanted to on Shabbos. But it was just a really fabulous, relaxing Pesach. So I heard um, from some of you already that you had a good Pesach, um, but I would love to hear from more of you if you had a good Pesach. Feel free to email me, um, Rebecca, R-E-B-E-K-A-H, at balaganbegon.com, or if you want, rebeccasaltzman.com, S-A-L-T-Z-M-A-N. Um, I also just want to quickly tell everybody that in a few days, Conquer Your Clutter is starting again. So if you didn't get into Conquer Your Clutter last time and you really want to do it, check out rebeccasaltzman.com. And, um, you know, all the information is there. If you have any questions about it, you can feel free to email me about it. Um, I would love to chat with you about it. Um, it's such an amazing course. I can't even begin to tell you how many people have had positive experiences with it. Um, Blima, Blima told me that, you know, she couldn't believe that after 20 years, 10 weeks would make a dent, but it really made a dent for her. And Emmy told me that she couldn't believe how much progress she made in just 10 weeks. And it was amazing. So it really is a great course. I hold your hand the whole way. We talk about your individual, um, your individual issues. If you have them, you have face to face time with me. Uh, I'm available on email. So if you use email and you use the internet, I would love, 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 love to have you in my course. I'm still working out a way to try to make it a private online course, uh, you know, through phone calls. So I'm working on it. Bezrat Hashem around the Chagim again. I will have something uh, suitable to put up for that group. For, for all the listeners here who don't have access to email, I would love, 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 love to have you all in Conquer Your Clutter. Um, okay, so there's a few things that I just wanted to tell you besides for that I'm doing Conquer Your Clutter again um, and that I love doing Conquer Your Clutter and I think it's an amazing experience and it was also really transformative, transformative for me too. Um, but I want to just tell everybody that, um, again, I want to hear your questions. I want to hear your comments. I want to hear everything you have to say to me. Uh, if you have something not nice to say to me, that's fine too. Just keep it respectful. <laughs> I'm open to criticism as long as you give it to me respectfully. Um, I feel like it is uh, totally okay. I am not perfect. And sometimes I say things that are wrong by mistake. So if you hear me saying something wrong, for sure, call me out on it. But um, I definitely... I just want to be clear about what's going to sort of happen over the next few weeks. If I, if you call me and you ask me a question and I don't get to it right away, you can feel free to leave me a second voicemail, but God willing, I will get to everybody's questions and I will try to do like a housekeeping episode every few weeks where I, you know, answer all the questions that didn't fall into a specific category, but I kind of want to sort of switch the format again a little bit and talk about topics instead of just random questions and a lot of ideas that don't go together. So if there are things, topics that you'd like to speak about, that's 
amazing. Leave me a voicemail and let me know topics that are interesting to you, what what your pain point is. A lady already called me and um, asked me to speak about micro and macro organization and um, the clutter bugs, and I could talk about them. Um, I just finished doing a summit called Ace Your Space, actually. Um, it's over now, so you can't view my interview, but um, maybe I'll be able to get a recording of it up soon. I'll try, God willing. Um, and part of the summit was a lady who has this, uh, has these different clutter bugs. Oh, gosh, her name's Melissa, I think. Um, and she has these different clutter bugs. She has a ladybug and a busy bee and a cricket and a butterfly. And each one is like a different organizational, organizational style. And... Um, I don't want to speak to necessarily someone's specific system. Um, there are tons of organizers out there. I have my own system. <laughs> but um, if you definitely want to talk about like concepts of organization, we could talk about that. Just leave me a voicemail and let me know what is interesting to you. Um, I think what's also great about um, this broadcast is that uh, we sort of talk about organization in the confines of, you know, the Jewish calendar. And I love doing that. Um, and I think it's relevant to everybody who's listening. And I'm going to keep doing that, Bezrat Hashem. But I wanted to just say that, like, if there was something related to something specific that you wanted to talk about, please, like a specific holiday, please just make sure you give me enough time to make a topic about that. So like if you want to talk about organizing for Shavuot, I'm not really sure what specifically we could talk about. <laughs> but um, if you wanted to, we definitely could. Uh, let me know now because it's coming up. It's closer than you think. Uh, and you know, it's definitely worthwhile if you have questions that are related to that. If you have any topic ideas, I totally want to hear them. This I am not doing this uh, for me. <laughs> I'm here to help you. So I want to, you know, do whatever I can to help all of you and all of the listeners. And I want to make sure that this experience remains like a fun one. I sort of feel a little bit like after 52 episodes, it's been a year, um, that maybe I'm starting to repeat myself, <laughs> which I think is okay. I think review is okay, and I don't mind repeating myself once in a while. But um, also, I think that the repetition is helpful when we're, you're learning a concept because you have to you know, sometimes be reminded of it. But I definitely am interested in talking about new, better things. So like, please, please, I really, I do want to hear what topics are interesting to you so I can make this um, the most productive use of the 30 or 40 minutes that you're listening to me every week. Um, Bezrat Hashem, I'll be able to do uh, a broadcast every week. I, I really, really want to. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, so I'm here if you need me. You can leave me a voicemail on the hotline or you can send me an email, Rebecca at balagambegon.com or at Rebecca at RebeccaSaltzman.com. And please check out Conquer Your Clutter if you are using um, the internet. Um, and yeah, that's all I wanted to say for this week. So as usual, I'm going to close with a mantra. 
I want everybody to remember Hashem keeps me organized. Hashem keeps me organized. And I'll just say it as like a last uh, ditch effort. <laughs> if your Pesach wasn't peaceful, please send me an email and let me know because then Conquer Your Clutter is really the perfect program for you to never have a cluttered Pesach again because honestly, to get to where I was to have this peaceful Pesach, it took me time. It took me a long time to get to that stage. I think last year was pretty good, but this year was really my most peaceful Pesach. And if you want to have peace before a Chag, where you don't feel stressed out, where you don't feel worried, where you don't feel rushed, where you could take a nap, Erev Chag, for two hours, then you must, you must, you must, you must get your clutter conquered and reduce, reduce, reduce your clutter. Because if you don't reduce your clutter, if you don't reduce the amount of stuff that you have in your home, then it will, it just, you'll never get to that point where you can have calm and clarity and control over the situation because there's always too much worry and too many problems going on with things around you where you can't focus and you're always going to be doing triage on your situations because you have to do triage because when something comes at you, you don't have the resources to, to juggle and be flexible. You have to you know, put all of your energy into this thing, whatever it is that happened to you. When this is a time management issue that I know a lot of ladies who are listening have, a lot of times something comes up at the last minute. God forbid your refrigerator breaks right before Yantif or your stove breaks or I don't know, whatever it is. If something happens before Yantov, you want to have the time to be able to fix the problem. Now, I'm not saying nothing, thank God, major, massive, happened to me before Yom Tov, Baruch Hashem. But if my oven would have gone out like two hours before Pesach, I probably wouldn't have noticed because all of my cooking was finished. Like, <laughs> maybe if it would have gone out, you know, Friday morning, then... I would have noticed and I definitely probably wouldn't have been able to take a nap. I would have had to go to a friend's house and cook and borrow time from this friend or that friend or whatever. And that would have been a little more stressful, but it wouldn't have ended me. It wouldn't have made everything miserable for me because 90% of what I needed to get done was already finished because I worked in stages, because I wasn't worried about the stuff. I could focus on each task and do each task. And yeah, there were some setbacks along the way. Thank God, nothing major, but I was able to cope better because there was less stuff around me. And honestly, ladies, that is the key. It's like I've been saying all along, clear your clutter, clear your mind. So with that in mind, I hope that, uh, you know, you will definitely choose to join up with me. But if you don't, what I want you to make your mantra all the time. What I want you to say to yourself over and over and over and over and over and over again until you really, really believe it is Hashem keeps me organized. If it's not Hashem keeps me organized, that's fine too. It could be whatever you want it to be. It could be Hashem is making everything ready for the right time. It could be 
Um, it could be, I am organized. It could be, I feel okay. It could be, what I'm doing is good enough. It could be, you know, perfect is the enemy of done. It doesn't have to be perfect, right? There's so many things it could be. If Hashem keeps me organized, doesn't resonate with you, that's okay. Find something that you can say to yourself over and over and over again, that you can remind yourself um, is, is to remind yourself to say so you can get to the point where you feel organized. If you're a perfectionist, you can say to yourself, progress, not perfection. That's a really great one. Um, find something that works for you. For me, Hashem keeps me organized is also not such a great one. I don't say that uh, because to me, I feel organized. I don't feel disorganized. But what I'll say to myself is, Hashem's bringing me what I need when I need it, or Hashem's, you know, Hashem's in charge of the situation and he has everything under control or something like that. And it just takes the pressure off of me. I change my mantras every once in a while. I'm not always using the same thing. I'm not always using the same thing for the same situation. So again, if Hashem keeps me organized, doesn't resonate with you, find something that does. If you need help figuring it out, then just, you know, send me an email or leave me a voicemail and we'll just talk it through. Ladies, I had a great time talking to you today. Remember and repeat to yourself, to you, believe it, Hashem keeps me organized. Until next week, episode 53, uh, please leave me your suggestions and topics. I am looking forward to hearing from all of you. Have a fabulous day.